Right. We're live. Grim. Um, so, this podcast is all about um, ways you can speed up your progress in the gym environment. Obviously, that's our job and what people pay their good money for us to do for them. But there is some tricks of the trade that you can do yourself, whether that's in a one-to-one session or particularly a group training session that can just help you um, get towards your goal quicker than if you basically didn't do these things. Um, I think you spoke, Tom, didn't you, just off air a minute ago about first things first is establishing your goal. Yeah, I mean, you. Um, the most common goals I think we see are people want to lose body fat, probably the most common goal, people want to lose body fat, and or people would like to build muscle. Some obviously, you know, some of those go hand in hand, but if we look at those as two separate goals, uh, and then we can quickly talk about how when you're in the gym, if you're lifting weights, are there any things you could do um, specifically that might... Uh, expedite you reaching those goals. So do you want to should we start with fat loss first? Yeah, let's start with fat loss because I'd say that is one of the highest or, you know, losing body fat is definitely of a high priority when we meet someone for the first time, generally speaking, I'd say. Yeah. Right then, guys. So what do we suggest if someone's joined, for example, our group training program? And they want to lose some body fat over the 12 weeks. And this episode is all around gym. So training in the gym is not a nutrition one that will come at a later date. So if we just focus on what they should be doing if they're looking to lose fat in a gym over a 12-week period. I, I've got one that I think is the, 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 the most important is just the consistency of turning up. Be consistent. Yes. Come to your allotted sessions, and that's that's ninety percent of the challenge to start with. Just be consistent. Yep, I'd agree. I think our group training model, particularly talking about SBC, is obviously built around two times a week training schedule, and really that's the minimum you should be looking to do if your goal is to improve your body composition by losing some body fat. So yeah, that that goes without saying, doesn't it, really? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, being, I mean, well, it kind of falls back, you have a plan. So I think the, the thing that people do when they go to the gym, that's, uh, if you were going to try to draw a line between the difference would be the training versus exercise. And I think training is underpinned by a structured approach where you have a training program um, that's kind of uh, informs how many times you're going to train per week, what exercises you're going to do, um, and they're all geared towards your end goal. And um, without having that structure, I think people kind of lose themselves a little bit in terms of what they try and do when they get to the facility and that then their time becomes um, is inefficient, for want of a better word. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's true. I think what's just come to my head as well is there's no, if you're looking to lose body fat versus if you're looking to gain muscle mass, you shouldn't really be changing much in terms of reps and sets. That is quite a common one. People tend to think you need to be doing high number of reps um, to lose body fat. I just have a bigger calorie burn. Not necessarily. You're probably, particularly if someone is in a calorie deficit through diet, when you're in the gym, you still want to be looking to progress the weights that you're lifting week on week. Um, so actively trying to 
track your weights and we say this a lot is just use your phone so if you're in a group training environment still you can just use your phone the notes section and just make a note of some basic lifts so uh, you know squats lunges a press a pull something that you do quite regularly and then over the period of a 12-week group training program um is to actually try and increase the load at which you lift because obviously you don't necessarily do the same movements every session but i guarantee you repeat a lot week on week and that, that, that's uh just tracking what you do is is really underrated yeah definitely i mean you've got so you've got ex- you be get a plan get some structure be consistent track your progress may the majority of your session predominantly resistance based because obviously you can then you can almost always see improvements what about exercise selection themselves so let's if we're just staying on the topic of fat loss specifically now um and you know you don't want to reduce calories as your only method of uh sorry yeah reducing your calorie intake as your only method of improving your um calorie burns you want to probably use more up in the gym setting so what would your exercise selection potentially look like uh, I think if I jump in on that, you you want to be looking at large muscle groups. So your deadlifts, squats, bench press, big rows, those kind of movements. Nice nice and simple structure to them. They're going to be utilizing larger muscle groups. You're going to have a bigger afterburn effect from some of those exercises. You want to predominantly avoid, not avoid, but not be focused on single joint exercises like bicep curls, tricep extensions. Those are kind of cherry on the cake kind of exercises but larger lifts um and just don't be concerned about trying to do too much variation you know keep it quite simple yeah i agree just be bigger lifts um promote bigger change to your body basically don't they so focus on those what if um what if as devil's advocate you've got someone who uh, you know, if people are looking to lose weight or gain muscle, then I would say on average, they are less experienced in the gym environment um, than someone who might have been going long enough to confidently execute those exercises. What would you suggest? Well, I think you're always going to be able to add a variation to that. So uh, just, just from the examples we said there, if you can't back squat or front squat, most people can goblet squat. Um, and if they can't squat, then um, perhaps a split position. If you, if you were in our environment, if you were going to reduce that down, even a leg extension, like it's a single joint exercise, but you're using large muscle groups. Um, you can do push-ups, kneeling push-ups for instead of pressing um, rows. You can go down to as simple as the TRX row. You can add so much variation and difficulty levels to that, um, uh, or even the sled. Just push, push the sled. You're going to get loads of stimulation from that, and you need little to no technique at all um so that would kind of tick all those boxes in terms of predominant large muscle groups maybe some carries as well in there because you're hitting then the traps as well yeah yeah i think i think think kind of obviously there's a there's a million different opinions and exercises out there but ultimately if you can perform a larger muscle group exercise like we've spoken about do if you can't look look for your nearest option that would resemble something similar i think that summarizes summarizes that pretty well i mean you're going back to what we were saying all along is just you've got to be tracking because if you're not tracking you're just guessing at the end of the day you might think that you're progressing um but 
I'd say more than likely someone who doesn't track isn't necessarily completely aware of how hard they're pushing themselves. Yeah. What about uh, a time in the gym, like per session? What would you advise? How long does you spend in the gym? Hmm. Um, well, I'd say if you can hit three training sessions a week, then that, as in like 45 minutes to an hour max, that would be your starting place. Um, if you can, if you can't achieve that because you've got kids, because you're busy, you know, you work long hours or whatever, maybe go for two sessions a week and then make and just make sure you move regularly. So that could be daily movement, could be a really good one. Um, I mean, I think I was listening to the other day, I don't know if you guys saw this, but one of the reasons why people say your metabolism slows is they generally find people who are consuming less calories during a period of time they're trying to lose weight stop fidgeting stop fidgeting as much yeah um, yeah and, and 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 basically movement like walking is the number one type of fidget you can do isn't it really so you just if you can't go to the gym three times a week then make sure you go to train hard train with intensity and purpose track your weights track what you do on the cardiovascular machines and then if you can try and move every single day and at weekends maybe combine some family time with an outside walk or with a hike or something like that. That would be my suggestion on that. Yeah. Yeah. Something we've done in the past is where you try and I know the whole, the golden sweet spot is the whole like 10,000 steps a day, but you know, it's not necessarily it's, it's above and beyond what you're actually doing now is probably the sweet spot. Um, yeah. So getting out and doing anything in terms of the steps, yeah, if you can do between five and 10,000 steps a day minimum, that would be great every day. If you can uh, train three, three, four days a week. And if you really wanted to expedite your fat loss, then you probably could add in some cardiovascular training pre or post session, sort of 10 to 15 minutes where you just go quite intense. And that's the goal of that is literally just to get the heart rate up and keep the calories going um if you absolutely needed to and you were kind of cruising towards your final goal of a certain weight and you wanted to get it done slightly faster that's probably a better way to do it than say just dropping your food intake um but yeah that's it's pretty simple tactics to be honest it kind of but it's all underpinned by what harry said the first bit which is just be consistent and i suppose then sort of patient as well yeah completely agree it's, it's not really rocket science is it if i'm honest with you I think everyone listening to this would know deep down that that's what they need to do. But I'd say uh, in our experience, a lot of people just don't manage to maintain a consistent routine. No, because I think a lot happens very quickly when you're looking to lose weight in particular. You know, you do drop quite a bit of weight immediately. And that, that might be some body fat. Often it's largely water weight that you're carrying. When you reduce, say, carbohydrate intake, you might just drop some water. And also if you are losing weight and you're doing it the right way and you're cleaning up the quality of your diet then invariably other things in your life will improve so you know if you're drinking more water your energy levels and your focus might improve your sleep might improve so immediately within the first few weeks of a weight loss plan if you're doing it properly things feel great pretty quickly but invariably that will plateau off and then you kind of fall into the you know the meat and potatoes of any diet plan where it's just consistency and chipping away and watching that pound to two pounds a week drop off because you're applying the same principles you applied at the first bit which made you lose like say you know anywhere between five and ten pounds but now you're actually eating away at the body fat you've currently got but sometimes that's not fast enough for people and they do lose focus of it 
that, that, yeah. that that's the good point to finish on tom is that it's the it's the speed of the goal so don't set yourself something that's unrealistic because inevitably that's not sustainable um you know there's no point in saying if you walk 2000 steps a day suddenly start doing 10000 because no one's going to continually do that for 7 days a week they're going to do it twice three times and then go back to what they normally do um so making sure that they make it a realistic goal is got to be up there as a, a key priority and 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 that you know nathan's point you can average it out so if you only get a couple of thousand a day but yes you go for a nice long walk of the weekend they'll average out your steps across the week so um Definitely. realistic is a great word to use when moving on to the next topic which would be building muscle so being realistic so not often talked about on these podcasts, but you know, building muscle obviously is a focus for a lot of men and women. Um, I, historically, I would say it's been the, it's been more of a focus for young men and to build muscle. But obviously, now we've just been discussing the importance of maintaining and building muscle as we get older for health, longevity, cognitive function, making us resistant to disease and illness. Um, you know, there's a myriad of benefits of maintaining and building muscle. So, if you're uh new to the game and you want to set up for building muscle a lot of the principles we just discussed would be the same right so you have a training program you would have structure consistency discipline and patience but what would the training program look like what would the cardiovascular protocol you would advise look like and what could someone expect to see if they tick all those boxes in terms of rate of muscle mass across say a 12 month period if they were really consistent could i just put in to start before you say anything about what what exercises or sets or anything like that the number one and this is just my opinion but the number one thing for me is the consistent the sorry the quality of the movement that you do so forget trying looking at someone online is doing 10 sets of 10 if you're doing crap reps and you're not doing a weight that challenges you that is you need to readdress and look at what you're doing again and make sure that your quality of the movement and the speed of the movement and the actual difficulty of each movement is up there as the primary focus to start with yeah definitely yeah and that that would be the exact same fat loss as well the the quality of movement for either of those goals has to be priority because you're going to be getting more out of each exercise from a physiological point of view which in turn will then have bigger changes to your appearance in the long run and particularly in in muscle building that that's you know there's a lot of research now you don't necessarily need to be hitting the gym for two hours a time you could generally work up to a heavy one to two last sets um that be kind of like a nine 9.5 maybe even 10 out of 10 intensity level for you on that rep range whatever that rep range may be and those really are the reps that do force the changes in muscle size and muscle strength so if you're just doing four sets of 10 with 25 kilo dumbbell bench press that you've done for three years i guarantee you'll be getting absolutely nothing out of that from a, a muscle building point of view someone just died <laughs> I think we were all just so in awe of that statement. But it's, just, it's true. It's, so and, true. That, it's so true. True. and that's what that's what we see loads um with people who come and join SBCs is that understanding actually to to stimulate muscle growth or to stimulate changes in your body fat levels, you have to 
work harder, like you said at the start, Tom, than you were before. So you can't go doing the same sets, the same reps, doing straight sets, by the way, four sets of 10 is a garbage way of trying to build muscle. In my opinion, I think there's easier ways of doing it and there's ways that you can be more focused. I think now there's a lot of evidence suggesting that longer rest, rest time is beneficial for actual pure muscle growth. Now, obviously, some people, that being said, some people don't like to rest for long periods of time. They get bored. So you have to kind of balance out what you are in terms of your training mindset. Do you like to get hot and sweaty when you train? Well, if you do, you probably don't want to rest for three minutes. But that would be the optimal time to build muscle growth. But you might enjoy a 90-second rest period, and that's fine. Because there's optimal and then there's what works as well. So there's there's Definitely. two things. Um, and I mean, also I, with your with your straight sets. Sorry, if you if you were doing that, for example, that wouldn't be a bad thing to do if you're learning a new exercise. So if no, you're no, exactly. coming to something new, hundred percent that that gives you the opportunity to build a little bit of weight through it without sort of putting yourself in a position where you might injure yourself or you're going down to like six, five, four reps kind of thing. Um, but like you said, in terms of muscle building, you want to be doing descending sets, increasing the weight on each set and working up to something that's really heavy. Yeah, so, I, I, I think so for the majority, yeah. For the majority of people who are trained, and I'm talking an absolute beginner, like you said, who are trained and they have, and, and also a factor in all of this, right, is that they have to understand what it's like to work hard. So you have to really have very good intuition on your effort levels. And I do feel that the newer the person is to the gym environment, the less intuition they have, you know, that they might say, oh, that, you know, for example, we've seen it a lot, haven't we? When you ask a client, how, how hard was that? And they'll be like, oh, that's a nine out of 10. And they're looking absolutely fine. They're talking fine. They're not heavy breathing. Do you know what I mean? I think an easier way to establish it is if they could do three or more reps more on a set, the weight's too light. Yeah. And if you can talk, they, like, if you can talk to them, they were being honest. They were like, oh, do you know, I might might be able to get two or three reps more. Then you're like, OK, that's probably enough. You know, you're going to rest for, you know, a minute or two minutes. That's probably right weight. And for you group, so, training, mem- if you group training members, if you can talk during the set, it's definitely too easy. If if you had so then so we've, we've said about you know, progressing the weight, progressing the or sorry, descending reps. So starting at a higher rep, building yourself down um within that what would you both say is the next most important thing so you you've got your sets on you're doing set of 12 and a set of eight um and you're pushing the weight as hard as you can what would be the next most important thing to focus on how just how you how you perform the movement absolutely mm-hmm. i mean we said that at the start didn't we but if you're just doing rubbish reps where the angle of the movement isn't aligning with the muscle you know the muscular of your body if you're not creating tension and you're not bracing. So I know Michelle's done this in women's group where they, she's spoken to the ladies and taught them about how to brace during certain lifts. If you're just kind of going through the motions with a lift, there's more risk of injury, obviously, but that's not going to be optimal for, for any form of development of muscle. It'd be placing more tension onto your skeletal system than probably the actual muscles involved if you're just not um, putting yourself under the right start point when you lift a, when you do a lift, sorry. Yeah, and I, I think when we when we do when we build so for example when you build that into group training, you might when you're teaching someone a new movement, you might always focus on saying that we're going to do a three second downward phase, um, so that it builds that in and then that just becomes subconscious. So we don't always have to say, you know, all yeah. our members, men and women, all sort of 
try and focus on that because they've learned that through our technique stations and they kind of just have that ingrained that okay i'm not being told it has to be three seconds down or five seconds down or whatever it is i just know that that's a better quality of movement irrespective of what i've been told to do yeah yeah so just quickly then i don't think what we've discussed just there is is, is um specific to muscle mass i would say that's specific to training advice in general right we, we, we would always advise to do what we've just explained even if you're trying to lose weight or build muscle so on the on the theme of trying to build muscle we, we obviously we had a quite clear distinction on what we would suggest for an exercise selection for someone who wants to lose weight you know compound movements more bang for your buck etc and and not necessarily an element and not, never like an elimination of isolation exercises or shy away from but they have their place what about exercise selection for a mass building program would you do full body would you do push pull would you add in some isolation exercises you know what about chasing the pump yeah i think i think i mean it probably all three of us here have different methods of training so that there's opinions in them i would say if it was a general population general pop person like myself um but I would do mostly full body sessions with starting a session with your bigger movements and then maybe ending the session with some isolation movements to fix an area of weakness that is impacting you getting stronger on a bigger movement. I think doing that would actually see more, more muscle growth in the long term. So, for example, if you're doing weighted chins, you've developed a skill level to do weighted chins, but your grip's going, then maybe doing some rope hammer curls for higher reps at the end of your set would also create quite a big pump, but then also in the long run help you lift more on the bigger lifts that will probably cause the most muscle growth out of everything that you're doing. That would be my my opinion on that. Yeah. Any, any of you two? Definitely. And with the um the distinction between the two, if if you have a predominant focus, so for example, Nathan, you said there you would do full body because that's just what your general pop fits with. If someone has a goal, they want to do, they want a bigger chest. They, you just focus on that, that muscle group more, you know, focus on hitting that muscle group yeah. a little bit more. Um, one thing to note, and this, I think this is a really important thing that probably ties over with all of them. But if you want to grow a muscle, so for example, you want your biceps to grow, actually training your lower body and big muscle groups is going to help that. So it's not just about, I'm going to do loads and loads of bicep curls, but never squat or deadlift or push the sled because those are going to have a really good um, hormonal response and it's going to benefit those smaller muscle groups like the, the biceps, triceps, deltoids that are harder to grow. So you do need to hit those, but make sure you focus still on hitting the large muscle groups because that's going to have a better hormonal response. And, and yeah. training body part twice a week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, generally people prioritise the body part they want to train um, more, don't they, at the start of a session. So that's fine. So you could do you could do two chest exercises at the start of the session. You can always do split your workouts up, do a push, pull, legs, if that works for you. Um, yeah, that's another option as well. Obviously, there's a lot of fatigue that builds up by doing um, kind of all those exercises in one session. And if you can deal with the recovery side of things and yeah that, that's also a good way to go as well so it just kind of depends on whether you like to work everything at once or, or singly i think both of those have proven to produce a decent amount of muscle growth it's just kind of a maybe 
dependent upon your mindset and, and what you enjoy really yeah and um what just talking about how much so what would you estimate is a reasonable amount of muscle mass that someone who's new to the gym could put on within a year with no drugs with zero <clears throat> well zero performance enhancing drugs probably a lot less than what someone thinks yeah, I, yeah. If someone's a true beginner, yeah, like and they take to it like a duck to water, I reckon no more than ten pounds. Yeah, yeah, I reckon half a pound a month of, of pure muscle. We're talking about now, not just body weight, because obviously there is going to be a little bit of fat mass gained when you're putting on some. When you're eating in a surplus, you can't really well, avoid that. So pure muscle. Yeah, I remember um, John Meadows, the Mountain Dog. If anyone knows who that is, probably not listen to this, saying that a natural bodybuilder wouldn't be able to put on 10 pounds of actual muscle a year yeah so that'd be that'd be the higher end of the scale that'd be a complete absolute like freak so yeah maybe half half a pound to a pound of muscle a month absolutely maximum if everything was perfect which i suppose is going to be a bit of a shock to most people listening to this who want to build muscle because they're sold the idea of getting you know the body they want in 12 weeks <laughs> yeah yeah, no, normally you get the body you want in 12 weeks because people drop a little bit of body fat and they have more roundness and certain muscle they had probably already anyway in 12 yep. weeks, I would say. And that's where the change looks. The waistline gets comes in, you know, get more of a chiseled jaw, the deltoids pop a little bit if you've been doing some shoulder work and you just look better, right? Yeah, exactly that. So you're looking at basically half a pound. Yeah. I, I, I would say and that would be like a really good achievement. And sadly, the rate of muscle mass will only go down as the training age increases. If they're consistently doing it for a year and then two years, three years, four years, five years, then the rate at which they can build muscle will diminish. And then now, then you'll get into the realm of uh, adapting training programs, maybe talking about driving more volume to certain body parts, splitting it up, doing all those little extra things you can think of to make those marginal gains that you don't necessarily need to worry about when you're first starting out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah exactly anything else to add in any of the tips for training because we've hit our 20 minute mark we try and stop a podcast after 20 so no one gets that bored yeah i think i think just a quick summary <clears throat> is that whatever your goal is number one you've got to be consistent number two you need to track it and number three is making sure that you prioritize quality over quantity on everything um so those three principles are going to suit you really well obviously we've given some more specifics as to exact details of building muscle or burning fat but whatever you do prioritize those three things um and you're gonna you're gonna see progress and you're gonna see some success yeah well said harold yeah good stuff i think we said we were going to do the next podcast in the in the series is going to be around how we uh similar similar theme but with our nutrition so how we can optimize that so that's going to be another ripper to listen to once you finish this one. Yeah. Part two, all about how to speed up your results from the kitchen. Indeed. Oh. Good work, lads. Cool. Nice one. Awesome. There you go.